Hey, I want to thank you for joining us today at ID Sports. We're talking about the Tennessee Titans. This preseason, we're projecting all 32 NFL teams, and this is the stat projections for the Tennessee Titans. Joining us here is Jason. Jason, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you're working on now? Yeah, so um, I, I've been doing fantasy football for years. I specialize in college sports, but I watch football pretty much my whole all weekend long. So I do a lot of fantasy, been in the same league for 10 years now. So a lot of, lot of experience in the fantasy realm, too. Um, and I'm excited to break down the Tennessee Titans tonight. So let's get after it. First up, Tennessee Titan quarterback position. That's Ryan Tannehill, so a player who's actually very controversial in the fantasy community, especially this season. He was quarterback seven over last year, kind of had his career revitalized moving to the Tennessee Titans. I have him projected for 3,808 yards, 29 touchdowns and nine interceptions, about 250 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns. He is currently my quarterback 16, um, and his current ADP is quarterback 13 at 9.05. Let's talk about Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I, I, I like Ryan Tannehill in that offense. They don't ask him to do too much because Derek Henry is normally that, the bell cow, and, and that offense runs through him. Um, I don't have him as a top 10 quarterback. I think he's quarterback 14 for me. So pretty similar where that ADP is. Uh, can maybe on a bye week you might see starting or on a good matchup, but I just don't see him really, really moving the ball through the air as much in that offense, and uh, and therefore he's not really in my top ten. Now my co-host Steve, who can't join us today, he's on vacation. Must be nice. Um, has him at quarterback sixteen, but notes that the addition of Julio Jones tells you that the Titans want to throw more. Um, the team isn't much improved from last season. A very similar unit to what they're trotting out. So uh, maybe they are going to be throwing more. For me, the problem is 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 that it's volume. I have Tannehill, 495 passing attempts. It just seems like the Tennessee Titans, if they could put the ball on the ground every down and get six yards, they would do it. And I, I'm not sure that at points they can't do it. So for me, yeah. from purely a number perspective for volume, I just can't rank Tannehill that high. I think they got a, a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Julio Jones, add him to A.J. Brown, who's super talented. I just don't have the number. The numbers don't lie, and I, I can't project both of them just 150 targets willy-nilly and throw it out there for you. We, we got to deep dive a little deeper than that. So, um, yeah, that, that's my criticism of Ryan Tannehill. Had an incredible turnaround. He's been a very good quarterback, one of the most efficient over the past two seasons. I just I can't find the numbers, and when I can't find the numbers, you know what that tells me? They're not there to be found. There, there you go. Yeah, I agree. It just, just not enough volume. Uh, they don't ask him to do enough. I think one other thing I note is that clock. Whenever I'm watching Tennessee Titans games, that clock just seems to bleed. I mean, they're giving Derrick Henry the ball so much that clock just seems like it ticks the whole time. And so there's just not that many snaps. There's not that many possessions that the Titans have. Therefore, not not, not as many fantasy points for the quarterback. Throwing the ball, he might be the most efficient quarterback again this season. He might have the most yards per throw. He might have the most touchdown. He might have the highest touchdown ratio. That all might be true, and he still isn't a top five guy for me. So yeah. we will talk about that later. Tannehill, someone we're going to talk about all offseason. But we got, let's move on now and talk about a true workhorse here. Derrick Henry finished 2020 as running back one. 378 rushes. 2,027 yards and 17 touchdowns, absolutely out of control numbers. I have him set for 310 rushes, which is actually a pretty large back tick 
1,612 yards and 15 touchdowns this season, which puts him at running back four. So taking 25% off his numbers, he's still running back four. What do you think of Derrick Henry this season for fantasy? Yeah, Derrick Henry, in in terms of fantasy, I think it depends on what your scoring is in your league, and that kind of that deals with the value I have on him. In a standard league, he might be RB1. Um, my league's half-point PPR, and so he, he, his value takes a little bit of a hit because he's not really getting those receptions. Yeah. He's, he's running back four in, in my, uh, my half-point PPR. Um, obviously, one of the running backs I'd want on my team the most um, were, of course, like you said, the problem is that those catches just kind of hold him back and, and in comparison to us, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Absolutely. And when it comes to a buy or sell, you don't really buy or sell a Derek Henry. If he's a top four back and you have a top four pick, yeah. you can get him. Like yep. like that just how it goes. You don't yeah. draft Derek Henry. You just take him when he's there. That that That's yeah. the way I feel about it. And yeah. um, if you're a top three, top four drafter and you get him, yeah. Good on you, but it's it's yeah. not something you're not. There's no such thing as reaching for Derrick Henry, no. and there's yeah. no such thing as Derrick Henry falling past pick five or six in in any uh, in any format. So I absolutely love that this season. Um, I assume you feel the same way. Yeah, I think I think one more thing I'd add about Derrick Henry in a positive light is you really just know what you're getting, kind of like you said. Uh, their ability, knock on wood, has never been a question. Still young, has fresh legs. Um, just a man, a man amongst boys in a lot of ways. And so like, he's one of the, he's, he's a blue chip, you know, there's not many blue chips at the running back yep. position. There, kind of. Absolutely. You know, he's 27 years old. Um, he does have a lot of tread on the tires and one year and it's going to come like this. He won't be a running back one anymore. Yeah. It's just, is it this season? Probably it, not. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. Don't see it. Yeah. Let's talk about the run, um, the other running back options on this team. You have Jeremy McNichols and Darrington Evans, two guys who I project right now at about 60 to 70 rushing attempts each. That might even be a little high. Darrington Evans, I see as a clear handcuff, someone I love yeah. coming out of college and someone that I loved um, when they he drafted to this team because if something did happen to Derrick Henry, Darrington Evans could be a league winner. Um, what do you think about these backups here? Yeah, I mean, Darrington Evans had a phenomenal career at Appalachian State. I think they they got him in the third round, if I yeah, 93rd overall. So they obviously liked him. That's pretty high for a running back. Um, I like him. You're obviously not starting him unless Derrick Henry's not playing. Solid handcuff, although I'm not going out of my way to get a handcuff for Derrick Henry because I, I think he's probably – Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. And, you know, we'll talk about that. You know, Darrington Evans, even if someone drafts your handcuff and it's Darrington Evans, he's going to be dropped by the fifth or sixth week anyway. And by the time anything happens, he'll be a free agent. So yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, I, I do draft him. I like Darrington Evans in best ball. He's one of those, like, late, late. 20th round guy you're just gonna take him put him on your roster sit him there and and, you know feel good if as as a handcuff if you did get Derrick Henry early yeah absolutely let's talk about wide receivers because this is a very interesting thing going on Julio Jones is the the new guy in town but you have AJ Brown who's a spectacular young wide receiver who was there over the previous uh seasons AJ Brown last year sophomore year 106 targets 70 receptions 1075 yards and 11 touchdowns I have him this season 115 targets, a small, small step up. 72 receptions, 1,036 yards. Um, He is my wide receiver 13, currently going wide receiver 8. That's a big discrepancy for early on in the draft. What side do you land on there? I know I'm I'm with you. I have him wide receiver 12, so pretty similar. I'm in terms selling shares of him. I just... I think we're probably both thinking about this the same way. I don't know if this offense can support two, like, 
wide receivers of that caliber and AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Um, I think you made a really good point. They obviously got Julio Jones because they want to open up the passing game a little bit more. But when you when you have two wide receiver one talents, um, the ball is going to be distributed, and obviously in the red zone, Derrick Henry's getting fed. And so there's just other wide receivers I think are in better situations, not necessarily better players, but they're in better situations. Absolutely. Now, Steve actually disagrees with us. He projected um, 135 targets, 87 receptions, 1,500 yards. And uh, I know a lot of people right now in the fantasy community are actually higher on A.J. Brown now than they were at the beginning of the season with saying things like Julio Jones is going to take some pressure off, so he's going to be even more efficient. Tannehill with A.J. Brown has been one of the most efficient tandems in all of fantasy football. I don't think that's getting better with Julio Jones. I think the only thing that's going to happen is targets are going to get spread a little thin or a little thinner than they would be without him. Let's say Julio wasn't here during year three. Maybe A.J. Brown would have gotten 145 targets. Maybe he would be closer to Stefan Diggs in that category. I don't think Julio Jones helps A.J. Brown on the field that much because A.J. Brown is not one of those guys you can easily cover anyway. So, you know, depending on what you dedicate to him. So I'm selling. I I really don't like his current ADP where he's going in drafts. I love the player. I love the talent in Dynasty. Absolutely all day long in DFS with a great matchup. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think I think at the end of the day, Although Julio Jones might take some pressure off, maybe he won't be seeing that cornerback one every snap. I still think this, the ball's going to get spread around too much, too many mouths to feed for him to be a wide receiver one on a on a ten man uh, fantasy league. So yeah, I got him at wide receiver uh, thirteen. So let's talk about what scraps are left for Julio Jones. Julio Jones easily one of the uh, hardest projections that I had this whole time. I. I just didn't have the numbers. I kept trying to add receptions from him and taking targets away from other players, and it just it didn't fit the mold. It just wasn't working out for me. Um, Julio Jones does turn 32 this season, but he's been elite throughout his entire Hall of Fame career. Problem with me, again, we're going to talk about this a lot, workload, workload, workload. I have with 95 targets, 62 receptions, 834 yards, and four touchdowns. That's a great season. It's just it's a good season, just not a good Julio Jones season, um, and it's not good for where you're drafting him. On my big board, I'm not going to say where my projections land him, but on my big board, he's the wide receiver 36. His current ADP is 17. That is a quite large deviation. Which are you closer on? Are you closer to 36 or closer to the 17? No, I'm much closer to 17, I think. I think Julio Jones is still Julio Jones. Yeah, he's 32, and the injuries are starting to creep in. Uh, I think the new scenery in Nashville, I think it's going to revitalize him a little bit. Uh, the offense is going to be good. I, I the, the targets might be harder to come by, and obviously he's never been good in the red zone for years. Um, I still think he's maybe a, he's a solid wide receiver, too, in my mind. If you have him as your wide receiver, too, I think you can feel pretty confident. Absolutely. Now, I like what you said about uh, the offense is going to be good because – Julio Jones has, has been the good in the offense for so long. Yeah. Like, you look at Matt Ryan. Now, last year you had Calvin Ridley, but for most of the time there, Julio has been Julio and Julio, and, you know, you have a tight end who's going to catch touchdowns. Julio's not that guy, and that's just the reason why I just can't have him. I can't afford to have him as a top option. I do have the slot receiver here, uh, Josh Reynolds getting 70 targets, and then, you know, the rest Des Fitzpatrick getting a couple touches here. It's just a numbers game. I'm okay being wrong on Julio Jones because he has been the workhorse guy. He's he's good. He's valuable to fantasy because he out gets 
out targets. He yeah. uh, gets more receptions than everyone else. He gets more yardage than everyone else, not because of the touchdowns. Yeah. And that, to me, it caps. He has a very high floor, but he has a very low ceiling in this offense for me this season. Yeah. Have you ever just been okay being wrong? Yeah, I've been wrong so many times in my life. I've become okay with it. <laughs> I, I'm okay being wrong on Julio. I'm okay missing him for other players yeah. and, 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 you know, eating crow when it comes up. And there's going to be people commenting on this video. Hey, look, that guy in that blue shirt. What an idiot. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think one more thing I'd add for Julio is just what we talked about it. The touchdowns have just been not there, which is super weird because on paper – big frame, athletic frame, very good contested catcher. Like you'd think he'd be very good in the red zone. It just hasn't worked out the last couple of seasons. Um, we'll see if, if the Titans can kind of get him going in the red zone and try to find him a few more targets um, to get him some more touchdowns. We'll see. 11 years of his NFL career was drafted in 2011, 60 touchdowns. And that includes 18 over his first two seasons. Yeah. So in the last nine seasons, what does that leave him? 42 touchdowns. It's just incredible how a player that touches the ball so often and is so good in between the 20s just doesn't get it done in the red zone. When you look at the rest of this team, Josh Reynolds, Des Fitzpatrick, uh, Chester Rogers, is there anything here you're looking at at a value or anything you, no, you see? Um, we talk, I mean, we were already talking about it's already uh, it's getting hard to defeat all those miles in this offense. There's going to be not really anything for Josh Reynolds, Des Fitzpatrick, Chester Rogers. I like this Fitzpatrick as a player. I thought he was awesome at Louisville, big frame. I just, I mean, between Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and uh, Julio Jones, I just don't see those guys being really serviceable um, serviceable players for you unless somebody's not playing. Yeah, and Steve said to mention, um, when you're writing up the doc, to mention that he has uh, Reynolds for 26 catches, 333 yards. That's his wide receiver 106. So we don't we, we can pump the brakes on that. He's going undrafted. He yeah. should be undrafted. Yep. And, you know, in case a, a big name goes down, there's not much value there. Where I do want to find value here, because I do have um, about 105 targets over two tight end. Jeff Swain with about 30. Anthony Ferkser with about 75. My 75 targets lands Ferkser at tight end 16, which is two spots above his current ADP of 18. Now, tight end in this zone, I call this the tight end wasteland, 818. You hope for three receptions, 32 yards, and if he falls in the end zone, you had a good week. If he doesn't, it's yeah. a bust. Anthony Ferkser, is there anything of value here? No, I think you kind of said it. Um, maybe in a week, in a, in a pinch versus with a good matchup, uh, maybe, maybe you give him a start and exactly hope he finds the end zone. There's too many other tight ends that I think are in better situations who will be featured more in their offenses. Um, Fersker, uh, I just, I don't really see him having that value. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Before we go, Jason, let, why don't you let us know one more time what you're working on and where you could find you? Yeah. So my Twitter accounts, rock boys podcast, me and my twin brother, we do like college football team previews. We get a little into college football, sports betting. We also do NFL and fantasy. We like covering the NFL draft too. So if you guys want to stop, stop by rock boys football, um, We'll give you some good college football content. Rock Boys Football, R-O-C. Yes, Boys sir. Football. Make sure you get that spelling in there, guys. Thank you for joining us here today, Jason. Uh, really great going over this uh, Tennessee Titans team. A lot of uh, interesting, not all value, some, some positive, some negatives for this team. Let us know below 
what you think, drop a comment, uh, drop a like, subscribe to our channel so you get uh, notified when we drop new content. Again, all 32 teams are going down by next weekend. Um, and thank you for joining us here at ID Sports. 